truly, when I arrived there, I didn't know anybody, but God put somebody in my path. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Now today we're continuing our visit with Claire Effiong. She was a former worker in the Diplomatic Corps for Nigeria in New York City. She told how she left her wonderful position there to blindly follow God's call, which led her to help the orphan children of Rwanda. Now the horrific genocide there had devastated that country, leaving hundreds of thousands of children homeless, without parents, roaming the streets and scavenging for food. Now, Claire had had no extensive knowledge of the area when she first began her quest to be used of God, but God's plan was to bring Claire across the world to help this enormous need. Then you arrive in Rwanda. What was your impression on that first trip coming to a land that you had never been to, but you had a heart to uh, to serve, and primarily you had a compassion for uh, the orphans that were there? When I told people that I was going to Rwanda, they would express some kind of fear. Do you know where, what you are going to face? Have you ever been there? I said no. When they started telling me that, I said, listen, I, I know what I'm doing, and... Um, I'm going because it's the will of God that I go. Truly, when I arrived there, I didn't know anybody, but God put somebody in my heart. From the plane, God allowed me to, to sit by somebody who told me everything about what I wanted to know about Rwanda. From the language, then from the contact that I needed to make, and God allowed me to sit by her and she let me know she told me everything and then when I got to Rwanda God had already prepared somebody to, to pick me from the airport and um, it's, it's, it's incredible that from the first day the very first day I arrived Rwanda to the last day I came back to the US God put somebody in my path to take me to different villages I went to in Rwanda. Everywhere I went to, God provided somebody that never charged me nothing. And then the, the work of God was done. Now, as you started to travel from village to village, what type of conditions did you find yourself facing when you uh, started to visit the different communities and villages? be honest with you, uh, when I got to Rwanda and visited those places, believe me, my life will never be the same. There was so much need that... What is there? I mean, it's hard to describe. Believe me, it's hard to describe. From village to village, I saw from hunger to poverty, to sickness, to, to everything. I mean, you could name the children go through. In that country, you see, 1994, the genocide, there were so many children left orphaned. Almost one million lost their lives there. And then about 500,000 orphans were left there without nobody to take care of them. And then 
in, during my visit, you could see children, seven years, ten years old, twelve years old, taking care of little ones. And they, they call them children head of families. And those children are they're going through so much that it, it's hard to describe. If they have one meal a day, that's, that's very good. And you ask them, if they say, well, they're just here. Only when people with compassionate heart will give them, that's what they eat. And if they don't, they don't have. Some of them are naked. And so you see the situation that most of these children were picked from the bushes, you know, from the bush. When they killed their parents, they were hiding. You know, the, 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 the government, they went, they started picking them from the bush. It, it, it's hard. It, it's bad. I, I don't know how to describe this for people to understand. It's really hard. Now, when you initially made contact with the uh, Rwandan government here in the United States, and the official said he had been praying that day that somebody would go to help, and you had called inquiring, and then he said to you, Claire, I could tell you, but go. Go and see for yourself. Well, then you went. You went to see for yourself. Could you... Uh, see how the Lord was truly working within your heart to say, Claire, you see this? I need you. Work for me. Yeah, truly. When, when I got there and saw things for myself, the first thing I said, I said, Lord, you are God. And I thank you because it's a privilege that you've called me to bring me, to show me this. That's when I really knew I said, this is of God. You see, we, what we see, people see things on the TV, you don't, you don't feel the impact. Believe me, Richard, when you set your eyes on what is going on there on these children, when you set your eyes on them, so when that man said to me, go and see for yourself, and I got there, I saw things for myself, I said, okay, this is it. What a marvelous thrill and challenge to discover God's call on one's life, as Claire did. Here am I, send me, Isaiah 6, verse 8. And away she went, by faith, trusting God all the way. And we'll return to our visit with Claire Effiong in just a moment. She has so much more to say, so stay tuned. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby, that's all one word, and Bobby is spelled with an I, dot com. There, all of our podcasts are posted, along with all of our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, tweet us on Twitter, or tune us in on Pandora. Now, let's return to our talk with Claire Effion and hear more about her discovery after returning from her first trip to Rwanda. So now you see this need that is absolutely overwhelming. And how does one person do something about that? So what happened from there? Now the Lord has shown you the need. You're back. Then what happened? I sat down and said to myself, this number is overwhelming. Even the government of that country can't do anything to help. They tried. There is a little they could do because of the, the limited resources they have. And I said, well, what can I do as an individual? What came to my mind was to just be back here 
and try to call on people and those with compassionate heart, telling them the situation on the ground and say, please, what you see on the TV is, is nothing. The need there is overwhelming. So that whatever they give, we could send them. But somehow, I, I, I think God has said, if you just collect things and send to them, that will not solve the problem. The situation, they need something that will sustain them in the future. So, like I said, I, I talked to God about everything. So I prayed about it. I said, Lord, I don't know how to handle this. You call me. It's a privilege that you call me. I've obeyed the call. I have gone there. I have seen it. And I'm back. My heart is broken. I can't be myself again. What do I do from now? I didn't know what to do from now. Show me. So um, then, two weeks after that, it came. What the question I was asking God moved in such a way that I said, okay, it, it, it was in my heart that something should be done. It, it doesn't really matter how many it could start from small to, you know, to do to give them some skills, okay, to train them, and then for them to be able to be useful to themselves. And then somehow God opened doors for that to happen, and then there was an offer of a land to get set up some simple buildings to bring them in and give them some training. Then the next step was to to go to Rwanda again. And uh, this second trip, even though in my first trip, God had opened doors for me to meet with uh, important people there in Rwanda. This second trip was to be able to see the place that they offered to, to, to use in doing this building. And then look at things and the various things to do and meet with the officials there and uh, know exactly how things should be done and that's what happened in my second trip and then somehow again God opened another door before I left Rwanda at that time another place was given was located in the city again for me for the organization to do something to help the children so it's been steadily seeing God moving from one point to the other without even struggling. And that has really made me to know that when God's hand is on something, believe me, you have nothing to do with that. You have no self, nothing. But He moves. We need God. God doesn't need us. But when God calls you and you obey God the only thing is for you to just sit back and watch what God will do and through this he taught me to know him and when I knew him for who he is he then said to me okay now do you know me this is what I'm going to use you to do and I said okay because there again he taught me also that it's in knowing the Lord listening to him that's when you hear from him and when you hear from him and that's when you move and when you move he's already ahead to do what he has to do it's uh, thrilling to hear but it's thrilling to do
to uh, be in God's will, to seek His will, and to do it. You had, by the world standards, a very successful job. You were in the diplomatic corps serving your country, and you left that to uh, serve the Lord. Do you feel uh, deprived, or do you feel fulfilled? I feel very, very fulfilled, very, very excited. I feel that, believe me, I was really missing out. Even though I knew the Lord, you know, I was handling two things, trying to do the other one, doing this one. But now that it's like, oh God, I thank you that you allowed me to do this. It's a privilege. I am enjoying more. When I meet people, I said, listen, you've, you've not really started anything. If you are not in that place God wants you to be, you've not really started. Always my prayer is that the Lord should touch the heart of people and draw them to know him for who he is. Because God does everything for me. He does everything. Before you to struggle to do that, or to now God does it. God is so good. <laughs> Yes, God is so good. And as Claire has shared, God does everything. As we're told in Zechariah 4, verse 6, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Yes, God really does everything. And we're not done yet. We'll be continuing our inspiring visit with Claire F. Young on our concluding program with her. And we'll be sharing a testimony from a person who was rescued by Claire as a child from a garbage dump with a shocking outcome. You won't want to miss that. So join us then and invite others to listen as well. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, if you've missed a program or you'd like to hear this current one again, or you'd like to invite others to listen, just go to our website at connectionswithrichandbobby.com. Also, all of our contact information is there. So do take a moment to let us know about you. And another moment, if you have it, to give us any feedback on our program. This is Connections, connecting with one another, as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.